0: Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice. This is the podcast where we talk about all things strategic communications, messaging, and content creation. So whether you're creating content for your business or as your business, I know you'll find something in this episode to help you succeed. And today's episode, ah, it's been flamed by a few sparks. Let me ask you, have you ever had some silly little thing block you from doing something so you do a google search or as in my instance a twitter search and then you found some bright spark created a freebie that answers your prayers so you click in sure enough it looks like exactly what you need and it says it's free hence freebie you just enter your name and email to get the freebie no strings well you're not new to this whole internet thing i assume and you need the thing, so you enter your email and figure that you'll probably get the upsell after you click submit. After all, that's one of the ways that marketers can get people on their list is by making people commit to a small act before asking them to commit to a larger one, like joining their list or buying something. It's the reason why upsells are so lucrative. You've already spent 10 bucks buying the meal. What's 99 cents more to upgrade to a large fries and drink, right? Similarly, you've already spent 300 bucks on a course. Why not spend an extra 30 and get the whatever it is that you're told you'll need next? It's one of Dr. Robert Cialdini's seven principles of influence, and it's called commitment. You ask a tiny bit, and when the person complies, you ask a tiny bit more. There are reasons why many people will just continue to comply, and I will get to those in a moment. But first, I want to finish setting this scene. So you filled in your name and your email address to get the thing. You click Submit, and instead of being brought to an upsell, or, you know, even the thing itself... You've got a thank you page saying ta very much for joining my email list. Oh, and by the way, go here for that thing you wanted. Uh, no. That's scuzzy. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened to me the other day. And it's not my first encounter with this type of scenario. And I'm sure you've experienced it too. So let me tell you why you don't want to use this kind of setup. Let's get the legal repercussions out of the way first. If you operate in any capacity online, you probably aren't limiting from where people can access your website, meaning you're potentially doing business with people in Canada, the European Union, and the United Kingdom to name three, and these three have laws in place that govern how businesses contact other businesses and individuals. In fact, many countries have these laws but most of my listeners are coming from these three countries, so this is what we're sticking with for today's purpose. So Canada has Castle, or Canada's anti-spam legislation. It states that there must be consent, either implied or expressly given, before a business can email someone, and the implied consent is only under specific circumstances. You may not be in Canada, but if you're emailing someone who is castle applies to you the eu has something similar but with more teeth the gdpr or general data protection regulation is something that again applies to businesses emailing recipients inside the eu from anywhere in the world if you're found in breach it allows fines of 4% of annual global turnover or up to 20 million euro as a penalty and it requires express Consent, which must be requested in a clear and simple manner. And the UK has the UK GDPR as well as the Privacy and Electronic Communications Regulations and most businesses actually have to comply with both. A key takeaway being consent given in order to send electronic marketing communications and that includes email. Darn near every country has some form of regulations around spam, and as the business owner or the person in charge of writing, sending, collecting emails, writing the landing pages or the web pages, it's our responsibility to ensure that we are abiding by the rules of the countries in which we operate, or risk facing the possible repercussions. Let's look at the ethics of emails and email lists. Now, I've had my email address presumably taken off my website or my podcast and put on podcast or agency-related email lists run by individuals and private companies. I've had a brief email chat with somebody over a specific topic and then that person put me on their email list. At no time was I ever asked or did I ever indicate that I was interested in receiving regular emails. But there you go. These things annoy me to no end, but apparently are mm, shadily legal under Castle. But you wouldn't get away with that in so many other countries. And by the way, please don't add my email to your list just because. Don't do it. More on that later. Let's instead bop back for a minute to Robert Cialdini and his ways of influence or persuasion, however you want to refer to them. I had mentioned commitment, which is paired with consistency. Basically, people like to be consistent. And if you commit in some really small way to something or someone, then you feel compelled to continue committing. That's the consistency, and that's why you go for the upgrade. You like the food, why else would you be there spending your money? So why wouldn't you spend a bit more to get a bit more? You've clicked the button to enter your email address, you've shown you're interested in the product or service, why not go ahead and subscribe to the email list? There is also a little something about his principle of reciprocity in play here, where you perceive that you're being given something of value for nothing, which just doesn't sit well with most of us. So you reciprocate by giving back your email address. And There's an argument to be made of who's getting the real value in that exchange, but that's another day's topic. So commitment and consistency drive us to put in our email address. Or maybe the sheer need for the freebie or the service or product overrides the desire for us to consent to be in the email. We don't particularly want the emails, but we want the thing, and sometimes you lose access to the thing if you opt out of the list. In these circumstances, are people joining your email list because they want to? Because they want to hear from you on a weekly or daily basis? Because they think you provide value through humor or insight or education? Or are they on your list by accident because their need outweighed the downside of being on your list? How ethical is it to offer your freebie to someone to solve a genuine problem for them and then not tell them the full story. To put them on your email list without a heads up. Now look, I'm not your ethics professor. I'm not the canon of all things good and holy. I'm not your conscience. I just see this happen around the web and it happened to me the other day. I can't tell you not to do this and hold you to account. Although, I can just implore you, please don't do this, so not cool. And I can ask the question, is this how you want to do business? Is this how you want to get people into your world? And you know what I am qualified to talk about? Reputation management, your reputation. And when I ask if that's how you want to get people into your world, I'm asking you if that's the reputation that you want to have in your industry or with your audience. I'm not going to name and shame the business who did this the other day. I will say, I was impressed with their Twitter presence. The whole give, give, ask thing, full effect. I was impressed with her LinkedIn stuff and their website was pretty sharp. Overall, a well-presented package and I would have considered going on the list because I had a genuine interest until I got automatically added. Now, I feel unappreciated, taken for granted, And kind of taken advantage of because I wasn't asked or notified it was done to me without my knowledge or permission that's not nice now in case you think I'm making a big deal out of this your reputation is based on how people feel about you when they feel good about you they buy from you and they recommend you to others it's hard to create and maintain a good reputation It is so very easy to dismantle years of good work in one mistake or oversight. Your reputation and relationship with a client is what will save you after a mistake, but guess what? When you make that mistake on the potential client's first encounter with you, you have no relationship to save you. This is where Cialdini's Principle of Consistency works against you. There's a question in my mind right? If not an expectation that this person will consistently take advantage of me, that they will consistently not ask for permission before doing who knows what with my data, that they will not respect me as a customer or a client, because to me, their initial action was disrespectful. And none of those suspicions might be true. But there's no relationship or prior experience to fall back on to debunk that idea. So no matter how amazing this person's service looked, and I mean, they had an example on their website of exactly what I wanted, and I was checking out the prices as a possibility. But I won't go back to them, because my perception of their business has changed. That excellent marketing, that now has a sour tang to it. And if you want to learn more about reputation management, I highly recommend you check out episode 63, which is all about that fine topic, and I will link to that in the show notes. I'm pretty protective of my email. I'm protective of my own personal email account, and I am protective of the accounts of people who join my list, which you can do by going to JaniceFogarty.com just to get that out of the way. Also, when you get one of my freebies, look, you have to go through a little bit of a process due to my current service provider, meaning you need to create an account to download the stuff. Technically, I don't even have to email it to you. However, when you get to the last page of setting up your account, I am very clear by saying that you're going on my weekly email list and you can opt out at any time. And I'm not here to have a rant and call people out for practices I don't agree with. I can't tell you how to run your business. But there's always a way to avoid damaging your reputation and breaking laws while keeping your ethics intact. One simple way to make sure that you aren't being spammy or scuzzy is to ask clearly and plainly for consent. Most automated systems will do this for you because email service providers, well, they don't want to get sued for not being compliant either. And it's as easy as saying, hey, do you want my thing and to be on my email list? Or, do you want my thing and not be on my email list? Or, hey, if you get my thing, you'll automatically be added to my email list, which is awesome and I think you're gonna love it, but you can opt out at any time with no hard feelings. So that person who's getting your freebie or your course or who is even intentionally signing up for your email list is clear on what's happening and what to expect. I understand that some back office service providers make it more challenging for you to be clear and upfront with your intention to capture and keep someone's email address. So you can add a line in the actual sales copy or on the landing page that gives the heads up if you can't find a more graceful way of doing it. Most of us are internet savvy enough to know that we're going to be asked for our email address to do pretty much anything. It's just a mark of respect for your prospective clients or customers to be upfront and clear about that transaction and how you're going to use their email. As for that person and their business, I don't think I'll be staying on their list. To be honest, I'll give it a few weeks to see what the content's like and and how often they sell, that kind of thing, just so I can see how other people are doing things and to judge if it's something that I'd like to adapt and adopt for my business or discuss it with any of my clients, but I already feel like there isn't going to be much that I want to keep. If I wasn't a content creator and a strategist using this now purely for research, I probably wouldn't stay on it at all. And that is not the way to build an audience of loyal customers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you know someone who might be interested in this topic, please feel free to share this episode with them. And thank you for your reviews and ratings. They mean so much to an independent podcaster like me. They really help get this podcast into other people's ears. So thank you for your support. And until next week, my friend, have a fan freaking fantastic rest of your day.